Hi guys, it's Ellie and it's Heather and welcome back to, to Tea and, and Talk. Talk. Ellie, am I doing it by myself? I don't know why. I think I just forgot that I need to do an in for that bit as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not just on me. Jeez. <laughs> oh. I feel like we haven't done this in ages again. I don't know why. But like we, kind we of... have. We recorded it last week. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> We're really like sipped tea. Game. Yeah, no. Anywho. That's okay. That's fine. But um, let's get into our weeks. There hasn't really been much going on, really. Yeah. We started Head Start, which is like two weeks, or we it's this is two and a bit, um, starting at the end of the year, the next year. Does that make sense in a way? Yeah, like your next year's classes, you do like a couple weeks of them, so then you like get, get into the gist it. of it. So yeah. when you come into the new year. You're ready to just get straight into it. Yeah. Yeah, so like exactly. I, I'm now in year 12. Ellie is now in year 11, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. My classes are so chill. I only have four proper classes, but I have nine classes, which is dumb. Wait, how does that work? Because we have so many unnecessary classes, like careers and RE seminar, and like I have like oh, two yeah. studies and all this stuff. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. I get so much study, and it's great. Like, majority of year 12s have two periods, so two hours of study out of the 50 hours that we have over the two weeks, and I get 10. <laughs> it's great! <laughs> yes, and that, like, significantly reduces your workload for at home. It really That's does. Because, so like, the other day I had double study study. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, I'm doing nothing today. <laughs> It was great though because I got actually got a lot done, and then you don't have to go home and study. Mm-hmm. You just like sort it out then. And it was like pretty chill. I love it. Exactly. No, that's really good. And this week's gone really fast for me. Has it gone fast oh, for you? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm so excited. Next week's a busy week with lots of fun little things on, and the week after we're going away on holidays. Oh, so I'm yeah. so keen. Mm-hmm. Me too, honestly. <laughs> Probably gonna have a bit of a late then upload for podcasts because we're yeah. quite busy over the next two weeks. Yeah, actually, me too. I'm working. Like, I think it's, like, 16 hours um, next weekend. Ugh, that's not fun. Yeah, and this week I worked about, I don't know, I think it was 10 after school hours, so that doesn't Ooh. even include my weekend shifts. Like, we're really Jeez. making bank. Sure, you're making bank. I mean, I got a pay rise, but I'm going to take that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, yes, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways. No, I get it. Love it. We love it. We love it. Do oh, you yeah. have any sweet and saucies? Um, I'm going to say... My sweet would probably just be like the whole like new classes, things are changing up and um I took like a couple of weeks off like working out and being really like productive or I don't know <laughs> I don't know how to like describe it because um I think I really enjoy being really super busy and then being kind of worn out and like you're so busy that you have to time manage really really well. And you just feel constantly productive. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, like, I love that. But then it's also really, like, exhausting too. So every now and again I have to take a couple weeks off. Like, doing everything. Also, like, injury as well. That's why I um, took some a break off, like, working out. And then, yeah, to this week I'm just really getting back into all of that and, like, did lots of, like, work, like, like working after school quite a bit. Yeah. And then my year 12 classes. So I've been doing lots of homework and <laughs> more yeah. homework than I actually did for the entire of the year. Cause we, I did methods and Ellie's doing methods for year 12. <laughs> um, like the one early, but we did it early. Uh, Ellie's done more in a week of methods homework than I did the entire year because I did none of the book work. <laughs> I did the example questions that we did in class and winged it. 
<laughs> so you're probably gonna do a lot better than me because I winged it. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't give a fuck though. So yeah. You know. And like the results come out in not that long. Like it's the 16th of um, December that the results come out, which is scary. Uh, and it's the 27th of November today. So... Yeah. Would you like to take a like a prediction of what you're gonna get? Should I be real or? hopeful optimistic uh give us both i want to know what you're feeling hopeful i hope for psych to get a study score of a study score of anything above 40. Mm -hmm. i would be quite happy if i don't get a 40. it's that's that i stuffed i stuffed my exam like whatever yep so what do you think you're gonna get um for psych i i think i'd probably i'm probably gonna get an exact number an exact number 35. i think i might get hopefully (laughs) i'm hopeful okay yeah um for methods I would, I'd be happy with like, um, a 30, that's my optimal score, like my, but that's really high, and I think I'm genuinely going to get like a 22. Okay. You know, lovely, isn't it? Yes, we, <laughs> no, so I didn't I mean... do well, like, I should have put the effort in, but I didn't, and whatever, I don't give a fuck, yeah. it doesn't matter. In the end, you get, like, not to... But, like, one of our teachers once said, like, you get what you deserve. Yeah, you do. In the end. And whatever. It doesn't matter. There's so many ways to get into the courses you yeah. want to do. Like, I don't give exactly. a fuck. Like, if I don't get the 90 that I need to do nursing midwifery, I'll just do nursing at a 60. It's not that bad. Yeah. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. I like that you have a plan, though, too. That's probably the main thing. Mm-hmm. And Salty Ellie, we did go on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> yeah, we did. How did we even, like, transition into talking about study scores? I don't know. <laughs> it just sort of happened. Well, we'll watch it back and find out. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Watch it back, sure thing, Ellie. <laughs> Listen to it back. Um, probably my salty is kind of like on the back of my suite is because I've been working so much. Like uh, you do a whole day at school that's like really full on because of like my classes. I've got like two year 12 classes that I'm doing like accelerated. I don't know if you'd say that. Just like the year early, the year 12 mm-hmm. classes, even though I'm in year 11. So I've got two of them. Um, Which is the same as me. Yes. Uh, was the same as me. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. And... um. So I've got, like, quite a bit of homework for that because I'm, like, doing the work. <laughs> okay, throw the shade, Ellie. Got it. Jeez. But, yeah, so I've been, like, having, a, like, a busy day at, like, school. Then I go do, like, three hours work um, and, like, straight after school. Then I come home and it's, like, seven. And then, um, like, have, bre- I mean, dinner. Breakfast. Okay. <laughs> Breakfast at seven at night. No, then um, eat dinner. Then you start homework and by then it's, like, nearly eight o'clock so and um yeah do like an hour of homework or whatever so I'm in by bed by like 9 30 but then I wake up at like 5 15 in the morning Ugh. to work out like it's kind of full on so it's kind of exhausting but today, I love my days I come home and then I go to my room and relax for it. four hours yeah I have a really demanding job Ellie oh obviously. yeah of course yeah but um oh I've also been sick I guess mm-hmm. I had to call in um sick at work on one of my days that I was meant to be working so <gasps> I just remember something we had to take the kittens back <gasps> oh yeah <laughs> the kittens the big little girlies and boys that they are they met their weights so well basically met their weights yeah so they went back to the pound pound where we and got they're them gonna from. get spayed, get spayed and, and vaccinated and then they'll get to go to their forever homes yeah it's exciting for them 
Uh, kind of bittersweet, but, but like sweet, yeah. You don't have the little little crazy ones mm-hmm. running around the house all the time. It's kind of sad, yeah. But, yeah. but going into it, like we knew that that's we what knew was that happening. we're gonna go, yeah. So like I'm proud of them. That's more what I'm doing. I'm like, yes, you guys have made it. Like you're gonna now go to your family that's gonna like love you and care for you. I know, like, that's like, my mentality. When we first got them, they were kind of shy, and now they like love affection, and they'll yeah. start crying when people aren't like not like, always, but like they'll come up to you and they wake up and look for cuddles and hugs and yeah. stuff and like that's so good because it means when they go to their new homes like they're going to be really affectionate and like lots of people like yeah. that they'd rather have this affectionate rather than one that hates people you know? <laughs> yeah yeah which is <laughs> you'd assume but yeah. um yeah uh, no it's really rewarding how have we got this long into the intro i haven't even done my sweet and salty yet. oh yeah <laughs> anyways okay <laughs> we definitely went off on a couple of tangents i can't even remember what we've talked about because yeah, i don't know maybe i just blanked it out whatever <laughs> Um, I would say that my salties, like the kitten said to go, was kind of sad, but you know, it's also a good thing in the, in that sense. Um, sweet, probably just starting year 12. It's kind of been pretty cool and I've enjoyed it. Um, the classes are pretty good. I've got great teachers and I've got like lots of my friends in all my classes, which is really enjoyable as well. Of course. Um, we did have our teas. Unfortunately, I did finish mine because it was good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't oh, have yeah, tea. And like, oh yes, it reminds me. Now that we have the like we are trials, we're allowed to use like the Radisson Center to go and study in, and which is like the Year Twelve common center. room. Yeah, well, it's not really a common room. It's so stupid. But well, anyways, we can have. It's, I think it's dumb that it's they like, literally one of my teachers was like it's not a common room. It's for study. I'm like, oh come on now. Like what the fuck? We should have something. We've been yeah. here for so long. You just give us something. Anyways, I'm trying to get a microwave. We don't have one yet, but I'm trying. <laughs> um but yeah we can have tea and coffee up there which is really nice on like a cold day like yesterday it was raining and stuff so we got to all go and sit up there and have teas and coffees and um warm food it was great yeah that's really good how um like I can't wait to be in year 12 because you get given the, these more like freedoms you start to feel less like a child in a prison than more <laughs> like this is like for you like to utilize all the like if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because, like, at the moment, even as a year 11, I still feel like the teachers, they don't trust you. They don't, like... Mm-mm, they like, do not. Yeah. Well, I think we've had pretty much of a long introduction because yeah. we always do. We go on from tangents anyways. <laughs> but, Ellie, I think we should get into the episode. A little bit of a chatty episode, but yeah. what are we t- talking about today, Ellie? Uh, we're talking about climate change, which I know it's normally, like, a really big formal topic right and obviously it it is it's super super important but we wanted to just have like a little chat about everything that's not everything that's been going because like obviously we'd be literally sitting here for days but um yeah just in the wake of like the cop 26 summit and um the other summits that have been going on and just yeah have a little bit chat about climate change and how what's going on and how it's affecting us and what we can do to like help i guess yeah so you mentioned the COP twenty six, yeah, six, whatever summit. Um, that's like Cli- the yeah. Glasgow Climate Change <laughs> yeah. Summit. I don't know the silly, not silly, but you know the abbreviations for it. But I just know it's the Glasgow Conference yeah. where um Scomo Scott Morrison, <laughs> the president, <laughs> prime minister. Oh my gosh, yeah. Heather, you know so much about. Well, it, I know. Isn't I'm really good. Yeah. I'm so okay. like worldly knowledged. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyways, calm down. Words are hard. <laughs> um, yeah, he kind of was like kind of forced into going. He didn't really want to go, which I think is a little bit of a bad rap on his behalf. Like he should have been like all for it, but he's kind of been putting all this, um, you know, like action back onto other people. Like he's placing the 
taking the responsibility off himself, putting it onto others, and he's not like really pushing for climate change. Yeah, doesn't because really seem to care. Up very until much. Um, about a month ago, Australia didn't have any 2050 climate policy targets. So that means pretty much every single other first world or developed nation has got some sort of like goal. Like we are gonna reach net zero emissions by either 2030 or 2050. They're the most common targets, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And there's only like a couple um, developed nations that hadn't already. And Australia was one of them. And like, and considering we are quite developed and quite prominent on the world stage, like obviously we're not like superpowers, but you know what I mean by that. Yeah, I do understand. um, And we're such a big country. Yeah. Like we... Like, not that we have Geo- a big population. Wise, yeah, yeah. Not, we, that, not that our population is big. We have probably quite a small population mm-hmm. in regards to many countries. But we do have a big geographical yeah, area. surface area. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so up until a couple of weeks ago, we had no climate policy. And only because um, Australia was getting lots of pressure from other nations coming into these, like, the COP20 and the COP26 summits. We were getting lots and lots of pressure from other nations to um, create some targets. So that's the only reason, really, why ScoMo pulled themselves together and... Um, like tried to make some targets and then eventually um he got his party the yeah so he eventually got the liberals to agree on a target and then it was the nationals who it was really hard to pass by so basically we just learned that australian politics is full of people that don't give a fuck (laughs) yeah and um fossil fuel industry supporters so we love that for us and Mm -hmm. the future of young people and because all of them are like old men anyway they're gonna die off soon they don't have to face the consequences (laughs) of their actions so why don't you just go hurry up and die so we can like make the real decisions but that's a talk like pop off gen z let's go (laughs) literally like hey people People put so much shit on Gen Z for like, you know, social media and all this shit, but I'm like, actually, we're the ones doing more change than you bloody boomers. Yeah, literally. They're all stuck in the maze. I know. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, they um, pulled themselves together and eventually the Nationals agreed to the um, uh, net zero by 2050, it was. That they agreed on eventually, and um, I highly doubt it's going to happen. They'll probably just push off those targets for yeah. a while. But the thing is, they were like, okay, they they have to lay out a plan for how they're going to get there. They can't just say that. And in their plan, they mentioned that like, so seventy percent we're going to um, reach our target in seventy percent of our ways by doing this, this, and this. And the rest of the 30%, oh, we're going to assume that this technology is going to be built in the future and we'll just rely on them. So Mm -hmm. everyone thought that that was really irresponsible just to rely on future technologies in your goals. Um, So, like, obviously that that is. We need to have solid grounding. So even then, it's it's kind of all a shambles anyway. Yeah. So basically, Australia... (laughs) is dumb <laughs> let's go with that but yes. yeah no um i just want to touch on some of like the real effects that climate change is having because yeah. people don't really understand maybe they think oh it's just that the temperature's rising and things like that but no that's not it um like probably a common thing that people would understand with the temperatures rising is like the um the polar ice caps are melting and so many of those animals in those regions are going to be threatened or go extinct because their habitats are being destroyed. Yeah, perfect example is polar bears. Yeah, exactly. And it's really sad when you see those images on online of polar bears st- sitting on like tiny little yeah. bits of ice because the whole home is gone. Yeah. 
It's really sad. And with those ice caps melting, the sea levels are going to rise. And, like, we've already seen that in lots of, like, um, low-lying nations. I think it's um, Miami. They're really low-lying. Um, so they're literally f- flooding. They're, they have to build, like, infrastructure, extra, like, sewage. Their sewage systems are being flooded. So the sewage is coming out of their drains because the sea level's rising. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, we're seeing real effects of the climate change. And a lot of these, these things are also climate tipping points so for example the um glaciers melting it's not only reducing the habitat for animals but also um the ice caps because they're so like big and white they reflect um a lot of the sun's rays back out so the climate doesn't get too hot but because the climate the temperatures are rising the ice caps are melting and they're getting smaller so then there's less um ice caps to reflect heat out of the planet so then more heat gets in and the more heat that gets in the faster the yeah. ice caps melt and the um faster it's a continuous the ice caps cycle melt. yeah it's a negative feedback loop and mm-hmm. so those sort of tipping points they'll there'll be a point where we pass um that the ice caps get so small that there's no coming back from that it's just exponential melting from that point out yeah i know and not that the sea level rising is really going to affect us in a sense it like because you know we don't live near the sea, it's not really going to get as far. I mean, economically, it could because like um, I think I don't know what the exact percentage of it was like, probably around like, hang on, let me get the actual fact. Yeah, so there's about um, four hundred and sixty million people living below five meters of elevation um, in Australia. No, in the world. So, okay. um, oh, food. Whoa. I'm in Australia, smart. that's more than the population by like tenfold. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, can you imagine like the economic effects if all that, all of those communities were just like wiped out? So either they have to like relocate massively. So that's all the infrastructure. Like, there's economic effects that's going to reach everyone. Yes, and there's a lot of um, little islands everywhere where there's huge amounts of like communities, um, and they're quite low lying as well. And these uh, countries even are threatened to go completely underwater. Oh yeah, and they are commonly a lot of these countries are, are poorer communities, which is devastating because they have no way to stop it because there's no one to help them. Yeah, that's why they're talking about like um, uh, larger countries. They have a social responsibility to look after these um uh like low-lying smaller islands that are going to face the the majority of the brunt of climate change with the ocean level like sea level rising and just um and all the other things um so they're kind of they have a responsibility like give them money so then these smaller nations can like build the infrastructure right yeah so that's another thing they're talking about at the moment and also with the temperatures rising the crop production is decreasing which is also very bad on these poorer communities because that is something they heavily rely on for their income and food yeah i mean guess for all of us if we none of us can grow crops then we're all fucked yeah but you know i feel like it's more like impactful on these poor communities that rely heavily on it definitely And in some ways, I feel like COVID has been quite helpful in rebuilding our planet with being everyone being stuck indoors. They're not going anywhere. So there's no, you know, emissions from cars. There's less people on the streets, all these things. In quite a lot of places, there has been like 
change, real change, and for the better because people have been stuck inside. I'm pretty sure it's Venice. Um, or the canals, they're all clean for the first time in oh, years yeah. and fish and wildlife are in them because people aren't out to pollute the them. Yeah. Yes. And in China they saw blue skies for the first time in years through the smog. And it's like, isn't this a wake up call for you? Like Oh yeah, are you serious? Like we need to change. We are destroying the only place that we have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there is another world out there. I'm sure that there is life somewhere else. But we have not got the technologies to meet them yet or to get there yet. So we need to protect the only home that we currently do have. Yeah, And, and we're not doing a very good job at that. Yeah, I don't think even if there was a planet, I don't think you can be like, okay, so this is just our take one. We can just fuck this one up and then yeet ourselves to the next one. Because, well, unless we're going to bring like all of the other animals and plants with us that we are also like killing with us, like that's not very fair. No, it's not. But yeah, no, definitely what you were saying about the COVID, I think even more than anything, people saw, were able to see through these photos of like, especially the canals in Venice, we were able to see like, shit, this is what humans are doing to the planet. Like without humans, this is what happens. Like this is beautiful. And like we can see that so clearly. And that was just a wake up call, as you said, for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, another effect of COVID, as you said, was... um, the masks as well, disposable masks. Like, can you imagine how many masks the world has used and generated? And then obviously they're single use, so they just have to be thrown away. So there's also that massive effect of um, COVID too, because like I can't even going fathom the amount of masks like, that were put in yeah, landfill. Yeah, they go into the oceans. And literally, I was thinking about this earlier, that masks are the new plastic straws. Oh, yeah. They are killing wildlife just as quickly because... We are letting them run into drains and flood into oceans, and it's not good. Yeah, exactly. And um, also, I found it interesting that um, Australia is actually the highest carbon emitter per capita. So that means per each for each person in Australia, we emit more carbon than any other individual in any other country. We emit per person more than people in the United States, in Canada, China, Japan, like everywhere. Um, Australia, Australia's emissions are the highest per capita. So we've got, um, so 16.96 tonnes per capita. And America's, it's about 16.3, I'm pretty sure. Um, So we're... Why is that? um, Well, if you think about it, like, like, even though our population is so low, we've got quite a large mining industry and agriculture oh, yeah. industry. So, um, like, that's going to add up, mm-hmm. even for our such small population. Um, so, yeah, but comparatively, Australia emits about 4.71 million tonnes per year of CO2. But then America emits 5.2 billion. So, obviously, they've got a lot more, but per capita... Australia. I mean, they have the the, they have a bigger population than us, which you know equivalents out in that sense. Yeah, I think it's really important that we, when we're talking about these issues, we need to consider things that we can do in our own lives to actually help, like, make a real difference. Because it's easy just to sit back and point the finger at big corporations and that government for not doing enough. But if you're not doing anything in your own homes either, and you're just living your life dilly dallying, like using your plastic, eating your meat, driving your 
um, polluting car and not giving a second thought about sustainability. I think that's a bit hypocritical, don't you think? Yeah. So, um, so I found this really helpful source. I can actually post it on the Instagram. I might do that because um, it's a really interesting diagram. But basically it outlines different things that you can do and how much of an impact that's actually going to have on reducing your carbon footprint, right? So it's got a, a bar graph there. And the number one thing that you can do, which will reduce uh, your CO2 emissions the most, is have one fewer child. Because obviously if you think about it, um, overpopulation is probably one of the worst um, climate issues because they ex- exasperate all the the effects of every single other yeah like more people you have more cars like so basically the biggest thing you can do is have two or less children and obviously that can be no children as well because if we have two or less children then if you think about it you've got two people if they have two children then the population is going to remain stable but you're always going to have people who have one child or less than that um so then the population is going to stabilize and then slowly decrease right Mm-hmm. And obviously you can't mandate that, but that's something that like I'm really considering in my own life. Like I don't think I'm – I used to think I wanted like four children, but like in hearing that, like it's definitely correct. I get it, but I still think I want four children. <laughs> yeah. And like even you said before, like you can't tell people that. you Like you can't even say that on the podcast, but like these are the – these are like the hard truths that we have to face up to. You can't just ignore the problem because it's uncomfortable to think about because that is the problem in itself. People didn't talk about this for so long because it's uncomfortable. It's incom- it's uncomfortable being told what to do with your own life. Obviously it's uncomfortable, but like if that's the thing that's going to make a difference, I think you have to just do it, Heather, and you bite the bullet or you like... I do get where you're coming from, yes. Yeah. The second thing that they said the you can do is live car free because obviously petrol like yeah so I mean I feel like that's a really good thing for if you live in a city because oh, you yeah. can catch trams which is reducing you know the amount of cars on roads so like using public transport obviously you've yeah. got one bus rather than you know 20 cars yes or you can go on bikes or you can walk in the countryside that's a lot more difficult obviously uh, we can't walk to everywhere we need to go so I feel like in rural areas, the oh, we should have... Definitely a lot harder. A, it's a lot harder, but I think we should have better public transport mm-hmm. available in regional areas, trains or buses going at all times of the day. Yeah. Um, if, you know, it's necessary, like if people are actually going to use those services. Um, obviously, you wouldn't want to run a bus every hour that's only carrying one person. Yes. Because that's not <laughs> beneficial in any way. Yeah. But if you know what I mean, like cities make sense you could bike you can walk it's a lot easier but i feel like for public uh, sorry regional areas we really need to have better access to public transport yes in order for that definitely. to be able for us to be able to do it and number three is one that heather i think you're gonna <laughs> feel the brunt of but it's avoid one round trip transatlantic flight so one long haul flight because flying that a lot of emissions right there. I love just one flying, flight. though. It's the best thing ever. I know you love it. But I miss like, it so much. Yeah. And then um, then it goes, you buy green energy, 
rather than um, fossil fuel energy, switch to an electric car. And I'm going down the list, right, of each things that, like, this is from most, ha- most to least yeah. impact on your carbon footprint. Um, so switch to an electric car, eat plant-based, switch to a hybrid car, and then you're down with, like, your um, wash your clothes in cold water, recycle and air dry your clothes, so avoid using a, a clothes dryer. And then down in the bottom, it's switch out your light bulbs for LEDs. Yeah. So there are simple things that you can do in your everyday life mm-hmm. that will have an impact, but there are certain steps that you can go to take that one step further yeah. and have more of an impact. And I think it's really interesting, especially those, like, top three, say, the um – have two or less children live car free and avoid a long haul flight Hmm. i think that that's interesting in itself so ellie's list that she's given us here from this website is very much of an ordered list and that type of stuff but i thought about some other things that you could possibly put into your life that could be beneficial too um ellie did mention eating plant-based but that's not to everybody's cup of tea what i would suggest is reducing quite drastically the amount of meat you eat um and predominantly red meats Red meats are the most, produce the most emissions, like cows produce the most emissions. So I would suggest reducing the amount of red meat that you eat. I guess you can substitute that for chicken and you can also substitute that for um, vegetables or grains, legumes, um, other sources of protein like soy, um, tofu, which is, you know, made of soy, <laughs> things like that. And like what we do in our household, we do not eat quite a lot of meat. Like the meat is a very small component of our meal. It's often... Um, uh, same or more amount of vegetables in comparison to meat. And we also have days like Meatless Mondays that we try and stick to where we're eating vegan. Um, just because sometimes, you know, Ellie's the one that mainly does quite a lot of the cooking. So if she's cooked vegan meals, sometimes we'll tag along and eat what she's had. And it still tastes perfectly good as well. Yeah, I love how you say that because everyone <laughs> always thinks vegan food tastes shit. But like, well, no, doesn't. actually, you're probably just uneducated on what you can eat and you're a shit cook. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes. Also, um, reducing plastic bags in the shops. Like I know in shops nowadays, you can't buy just those single-use plastic bags. You have to take in your own bags or there are certain bags that you, plastic bags that you pay for that are reusable. But also when you're going to get your fruit, getting not getting those plastic bags as they're just as bad. I would suggest um, purchasing some produce bags, like yep. mesh bags, things like that, that you can put your um, fruit and vegetables in that are washable and they are reusable and they don't, uh, they're not single use. We do that in our household. We have yep. bags, like little bags to put our fruit and veg in, and it's really good. Also, composting. And so you like have compost bins to try and reduce your food waste and not put food waste into landfill because that just adds to carbon emissions and it's not good. Yeah, because um, like people think, oh, yeah, if you just put like vegetables and your fruit scraps in landfill, then like it's fine, it decomposes. But when those organic matter um, decomposes without the presence of oxygen, um instead of decomposing naturally it produces methane which is uh like a lot worse than carbon dioxide as a it's a lot more potent as as a greenhouse gas so it's a lot worse and adding to that we should really reduce our food waste because obviously the methane that's produced and you can do that in many simple ways meal plan we do that like at the start of the week you create a a meal plan of what you're going to eat each day so you know what to buy from the shops and in doing so make sure you get write a shopping list so that you're not going and buying things that you don't need that'll just go to waste or you're not buying two of something and that thing will end up going to waste. Also, making sure that you eat leftovers and those don't go in the bin or in the rubbish. And if you're not the type of person that likes leftovers, then probably reduce the sizes of the food you make so that you're not having leftovers anyways. 
Yes. Another great thing is something that's difficult for people because it's expensive or not as expensive, but sometimes people can't afford it, um, is trying to not use coal power, but rather solar energy. At the minute, we don't have solar powers on our panels on our house because our house just doesn't support that. Um, the way it's faced and also the roofing, our roofing would not support that. But hopefully when we build a shed, we'll be able to put solar panels on that to um, use solar energy rather than coal power. A lot of people do use solar energy and I feel like it's a quite a good way yeah. to, you know, reduce those impacts. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, uh, I feel like there was a lot of information right there. Yes, just spitballing right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just gives enough. you something maybe to have a think about. Yeah, as always, we always give you things to think about. <laughs> and if you're ever looking for like a um, a maybe like a Christmas present for your mum or your dad, um, and you want to buy some produce bags, um, <laughs> plug the link. Ellie, self promo. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've actually got a small business and I sell um beeswax wraps and produce bags and also tote bags. So like sustainable stuff <laughs> so if that's like something you're interested in obviously do not feel obligated like whatsoever only if you like want to and you think that that's something your family might use but yeah there's an idea that's if you're like looking for somewhere where to find those sort of things and to buy local if you would like as well yeah yeah <laughs> anyways i think that's about all we yeah. need to discuss for this episode i'm not quite sure if there will be an episode next week or the week after due to our busy schedules obviously. yes yeah but we will endeavor to let you know on our instagram so if you're wondering if there is an episode or not do check our instagram we will leave the link in the description yes we will as always so that you can go there follow the instagram if you would like and just to know when things are going to come out or not yeah lovely isn't okay it? well i feel like that's it from us yes i'm ellie and i'm heather and, and thank, thank you for listening, listening to tea and talk, talk.